back, everyone, to the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and, as always, my very, very good friend, Kyra Morrison. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good, thankfully, because I'm here and I have internet. Yes, that was, uh, we were touch and go for a little bit there. You were touch and go for a little bit there for a while. It wasn't a pleasant experience to think that I may have had no internet all weekend. No, no, especially with such an important weekend, as we'll touch on a little bit later on. Uh, First of all, I'm going to apologize for my horrible sounding voice. Uh, I've been working all week. Uh, I've got one more week, one more day. Working like days and nights, days and nights. And uh, I think it's starting to take a toll on me a little bit. So I'm a little croaky today. And it's in the last hour, it's just decided to show its true colours on me. So, good. Uh, <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll see how we go with this one. I mean, it'll be fine. We've, we've done worse. That's true. I think I was dying the other week and we we got through it, so... That's very true. Very, very true. Um, awesome. So, uh, let's let's get into it. It's been a bit of a relatively quiet week. Uh, for you, for me. <laughs> uh For you, Kyron. It's been jam-packed. Do you want to kick it off? Sure thing, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm really. I started work really early this morning, and I'm just yeah. Woo! <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. All right. Well, look, we're just gonna. I'm gonna build up to the to the centerpiece. Okay. Nice. So we'll Good work. We'll start off with the witness. Yep. Awesome. Which I finally picked up because it went up on sale, and it was on so many. Game of the Year lists last year that I felt super guilty for not playing it. Uh, I'm I don't know how far I am into it. I think I've cleared four or five of the game's areas. I don't quite remember. What I can say is begrudgingly, I'll pay you, Jonathan Blow. You've made an amazing puzzle game. So I, don't, I hear. So I hear yeah. from everyone. <laughs> I don't much care for Braid, honestly. But I, the witness is great. Honestly, I love it. It's I, everything I could say to praise it will just be an echo of what everyone else has been saying. So I'll say that it looks gorgeous. Like the island is a joy to explore, and the fact that it's a Metroidvania for my mind is just perfect. That's an interesting way to sell it. That's yeah. Well, because basically, like you go through the island and you do puzzles and instead of collecting an item to go back and do another area you get the solution to a puzzle that you were like oh I solved it over there and I didn't know what the hell to do now I know what the hell to do and you go over there and you do it and you progress etc right that no that that's that's fairly uh, that makes a lot of sense you could also call it the Dark Souls of puzzle games I guess because <laughs> <laughs> it, it goes you'll figure it out just go but uh, it's definitely a really good game and yeah I'll pay it if if I'd played it, it probably would have placed a lot higher in in my game of the year list. Maybe even knocked out Uncharted or Overwatch, depending on how things went. But that that time has passed us. But I have played it now, and I'm super keen to get to the end. Awesome, awesome. All right, like I, I yeah I I'm still up in arms about it. I just I I want to pick it up, but um yeah I. I've got things that I want to pick up uh, that aren't that um, that I'll probably talk about next week if all things going well will will arrive or come out. So uh, yeah. But apart from that, 
I also, last weekend, checked out the Last Chance demo for Neo. Ah, Neo. Yep. A game which is, I think this is like its third demo. Because, yeah. you know, each demo has been improving though. So they're definitely, they're taking on feedback and going, okay, cool. Changing the game and going, how about this? Uh, which is really cool to see a developer doing that with a demo. But, um, so this one is in a different area to what the previous two have been. An area that I actually was able to progress through. Oh, so excellent. That, that, was a, that was a pleasant surprise, honestly. That's that's a good news. That's good news. <laughs> it is. I could actually beat the enemies and I could get to the boss with relative ease. And it wasn't too punishing. The boss was a bit of a jerk, unfortunately. But yeah, again, well, compared, compared to the bosses I saw in the previous demos, a lot nicer to deal with. So that was good. Uh, I'm not again. Not much was too different about it combat wise. It still plays very much like a Dark Souls game with some with some unique twists and turns with like the stance system and all that, which I, I'm pretty sure I already spoke about. But yeah, yeah, there I were two new. We, yeah, both spoken about that in uh, at somewhat uh, varying length. Yeah, but there were two new weapons that I'm pretty sure weren't in the previous demos that I got that were in this one. Okay. Uh, they were the dual swords, which is basically a, a dual set of katanas, and they were just incredible. Yeah, that <laughs> like, sounds great. Sounds fantastic. Right. Weren't heavy in the damage department, but you could get a lot of attacks off, and there were some fun combos you could do. And the other one, I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation of it, was the uh, Kusarigama. Or, yeah. It's basically a blade on a chain with a ball on the end. And yep. it, it's... Great. Like, I think that actually might be the weapon I go for when I eventually pick up the game. It was so satisfying, like, especially when some of the moves that had, like, a scorpion-style move from Mortal Kombat where you could pull smaller opponents over to you and then combo them, or if it was a big opponent, you would just hook onto them and, like, launch yourself at them. It, it made for a lot of fun combat scenarios, and then I would die because I got greedy and overzealous. But hey, you know, yep. we, we learn from our mistakes. That's the point of these games. Uh, absolutely. That, that is the, uh, the, I guess, the Soulsborn, Neo-born Souls. Mantra. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's true. And it had, a, it had a, a, like again, like not a huge deal had changed. It's interesting to see that they are pursuing the zone game structure. That seems very reminiscent of Demon Souls. Uh... But yeah, I'm really excited for it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to pick it up on launch just because it's the start of this month. Like the start of this year is packed. It's yeah, it's really so packed. I think this is the busiest like quarter one we've had for a while. Yeah, in a, in a really good way and a good varied yeah one. It's just... yeah, it's something for everyone really. Mm, really good. Uh, so yeah, I've been playing that as well. But of course, Joel, the big one, the big oh, one yeah. came out this Tuesday. Lay it on me, Kyron. I've been playing Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. And of course you have. Of course I have. And I, I finished it. I finished it yesterday. Yep. Uh, holy shit, it's good. Like, I don't want to oversell it too much because, you know, survival horror is not for everyone. Yep. But it's probably the my, like, personally, the best Resident Evil I've played since Resident Evil 4 came out on the GameCube. Wow. That's so, a, uh, that's I mean, a no, big wait. One. No, better than that, actually. You know what? Resident Evil Two, on the wow. PS One. Jeez. Okay, I can't. I can't vouch for. I have played Resident Evil Four, so I can vouch for that one. But <laughs> well, here's the thing, and I, I mean, I have butted heads with numerous people over this in the past. 
I don't hate Resident Evil 4. It's a really good game. I don't think it's a really good Resident Evil game. Uh, and it sort of took the franchise down a path that... Oh, we don't talk about it. We just don't. We don't talk about it. We don't think about it. Uh, and Resident Evil 7, in a lot of ways, writes those wrongs. Instead of having a ridiculous, like, world-ending story scenario, it scales it right back yeah. to just being about a guy trying to find his wife, which Silent Hill 2 vibes, you know, whatever. That yep. happens. But, yeah, man, that that's probably the smartest thing they could have done. Like, I'm so glad that it was just a guy in a house and there were people trying to kill him. I'm like, oh, you mean there's no ridiculous pharmaceutical company trying to create a new virus. I mean, I won't spoil the story. It does... It opens up as you get further, but not as much as, like, a Resident Evil 6 does, for example, which is just stupid. By the time you finish that game, it's just dumb. Uh, so, yeah. It's just... It was really good. It's, the fir- like, the most genuinely scary Resident Evil game I think I've played in a long time. Just... Every step you take, you are terrified. Yep, good news. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Like, you, there was, they showed it in some demos and all that, but when I was first walking down the hallway and Jack came through the wall to stop me from progressing, oh, I, I did shit myself a little, to be honest. Like, I was just like, oh God, because it happened so early in the game, in the area you ha- it happens to you in, you don't have many options as far as like running and hiding goes, so I had a <laughs> moment of brief panic. Uh, but I think it's worth mentioning that the bakers, which Jack is the one of the bakers, were probably one of my favorite things about the experience of that game. Really, right? They're, they all had their own sort of unique personalities, and even though I kind of like towards the end as the story started to flesh itself out, I could kind of pick the beats it was going to be following and where it was heading. It was still fun to sort of deal with all of them. Jack himself was a little bit unhinged, obviously. It was kind of fun to see a guy who was immortal just show off to my to the main character, Ethan, because he's just like, whatever. Like, I'm, I'm immortal. It doesn't matter. <laughs> at, at one point, I was fighting him in the garage, and we were in a car, and we were just, he was just sort of reversing and driving forward, and I was trying to run him over, and he jumped in with me. And he drove us, like, straight into a bunch of, like, steel beams... I the character the main character ducks, but Jack just gets wiped out by them. But he doesn't care, because like a few moments later he just gets back up and comes after you again. Good. And you're tr- you're trying to climb a ladder, and you've got your you've got your gun with like your goddamn like four bullets or whatever, and he just grabs it, points it in his mouth and pulls the trigger and blows his own brains out because he doesn't care. He's just like I'm a mortal. Whatever. And it was it was unnerving to be mm. like, oh, how am I going to deal with you? Because you don't care. That's, um... Uh, whoo, boy, that sounds good. Yeah, like, a lot of the boss fights, some people will have had issues with them, and I can see why they're not perfect. I mean, I've never really enjoyed the boss fights in Resident Evil games. I feel like Capcom's sort of not been great at implementing them. But mm-hmm. what I will say is the boss fights do do feel to carry the spirit that Resident Evil 7 has, which is just, shit's fucked, and you're scared. Like, if they're not taking place in a cramped little room, which several boss fights do, there's one in, like, a two-level house with a boss, and it's just, the boss is so mobile, you don't know where they are, and you're just scared. At one point, I was just standing in a corner with my back against the wall, holding my shotgun out, going, just 
just just come out at me. Just come get me. At least I can shoot you, Ven. And you can't just sneak attack me. Ven may snuck attack me anyways, so that was good. Fantastic. That's, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So it's fair to say there, there are some jump scares in it. Like, it happens. It's sort of what horror is now. But I forgive for, like leaning on any of those just because, yeah, but just the general atmosphere of that game is just, it's crushing. At no point I felt safe. I would hear like a sound behind me. I'd freak out. I'd turn around and just be like, what was that? Like, was that a baker? Was it one of the mold monsters? I don't know. I don't feel okay with this. Like, it was scary. It was very scary. I'll pay it that. Yep. I but think you should play it, Joel. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, that's, I was about to say. Um, no, ugh, look, I've heard really good things, like really good things about it. Um, I've heard uh, the, the, at very least that it's... Uh, it's a return to form. It is for Capcom. Um, they can they can really launch from this game with a lot of momentum. Yeah, I just was, was hopefully not the same way they did with Resident Evil Four. Like Resident Evil Four was the same thing. It was like this fresh new like take on Resident Evil, but we got five and six. Yeah, they just seem to be phoning it in. And uh, uh, look, I I just I do I I want to be able to play it. I really do, but I just I don't think I can. And I. I I am honestly sad about that, uh, but it's it's just not f- for me as someone. I don't have the, the, the metal to sit down and play through something like that. I just, I really don't. And I, I am honestly sad about that. And maybe one day I, I like, I'll harden up a little bit and I'll be able to, you know, work my way through it. But uh, at this day, and, I, and it's, uh, honestly, it's probably for the best because there is a lot to play at the moment. So, um, yeah. To be fair, like, I do think if you play this game, you would probably just die. Yeah, I don't think my heart can take it. I've survived a lot of things in my life in terms of uh, things that I shouldn't survive. Not not nothing exciting. <laughs> just me, like, I, I am a diabetic, a type 1 diabetic. Uh, I'm a terrible type 1 diabetic. Um I've, you know, had numerous things in my life that have occurred to me, but, um, yeah, this, I, I, I don't think I'm, I'm quite ready to, st- uh, open that can of worms for me personally. It's fair. One thing I also want to note is a lot of the time during the game, I needed to have a cloth handy because boy, did I get some sweaty palms playing that game. Oh yeah. Look, okay. So, I. I've, I, like I said before, I've been working quite a lot this week and um, I haven't had a chance to sit down and play or jump on party chat um, and have a chat with you guys and while you're playing games or play games with you guys. Uh, but I think it was last night I had a chance to sit down and sort of talk to you. Uh, no, maybe the night before. Uh, just have a chat on party chat while you were playing Resident Evil. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was... Not for, for um, not in a bad way. It was a good indication of your your fear and uh, terror of that game. Because um, I'd be saying, having a conversation, just having a you know, talking about something random, and then next bit you just say, oh god, no, don't, don't stay, no, oh god, stop it. I, I was oh. trying to think what part you were you were chatting during, and then I just remembered. And it, it brings you to another point I want to bring up. You can tell 
that there's a different sort of tone to this game. Like, like earlier Resident Evil's took some notes from like Romero stuff and all that, and you could tell that after that, when we got to four, five, and six, they went more Michael Bayish. These ones, yeah, that's a really kinda, good way to describe it. Yeah, kind of pick and like pick and choose what they want. Like, there's some grindhousey stuff in there. There's cool. like definitely Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibes. There's a boss in a building that just it just feels like Blair Witch. Like it, it's there's a lot of stuff in this game that just had me feeling so happy and so scared. I wish I could play it in VR. And then I would probably quit after like an hour because mm. I can only imagine how intense it is with like with the inability to escape with a screen is everywhere. Yeah, no, I I I, I have a friend who uh is fortunate enough to have a VR headset and the game itself, and um he said he's played a little bit of it. At, last time I spoke to him, he played a little bit in VR, and um. Yeah, he said he was really good and unnerving and terrifying. But um, from all reports, now this was the, the the big make or break for VR. First party VR full length game that you can play from start to finish, not a mode or a you know something that you could just play that shows off how good VR can be, like a, like a tech demo sort of game. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which is not a bad thing because we're still we're still in that early stages of VR. Um, I think we're we're starting to get to that the, the point where VR is starting to be seen as something that is viable and people that should people uh, should sit down and actually have a go of. Um, but this is great that it seems like that this is the the first full length AAA game that is worthwhile playing in VR. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I'm so happy it's Resident Evil. Like, I'm just, I'm biased because I love that franchise and I've yeah. wanted it, I've wanted it to be good ever since 4 came out. Like, 4 came out and was like, cool, this is a breath of fresh air. Oh God, what happened after that? Where'd yeah. you, what happened? Where'd you go? Okay, we're back at 7. We're first person. Like, it's, it feels like it's fitting in with what Silent Hills may have been with, like, Amnesia and Outlast and all those other sort of first-person horror games are. Yeah. But it still has... It has the gun combat, but it feels so much like the original Resident Evils where every every time you pull that trigger, you better make sure you hit because you are, you're not going to have heaps of ammo. And especially when the enemies are immortal and you're just, you're just desperately pulling the trigger, shooting them in the head, trying to, like, disable them until they have to regenerate. Like, holy crap. And then there's the return of the heart rate monitor on your smartwatch, which is I was very happy to see. It was a nice oh, little nod okay. to the classic Resident Evils. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention early on that you lose your hand. Your hand gets cut off and then gets sewed back on, so that was fun. Mm, lovely. Great. Mm. Fantastic. Uh, actually, Ben also had... Uh, he's played it and finished now, one of our friends, and he was describing to me a scene where Jack cut his leg off. Yeah, that... And then gave him medicine that, like, I don't know, healed it. That never happened to me, so oh, I'm really okay. curious about that. Like, I wonder what else you can get in that game. Because whenever I saw Jack, I was just desperate to not be spotted. Now, this this is interesting, because it, it is a... It is a, like, a, a... Not short game, um, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, 
But what was your playtime towards the end of the game? Uh, when I finished it, it was about 10 or 11 hours. I was doing yeah. some pretty, pretty thorough exploration, like backtracking a lot when I would pick up items and I'd be like, oh, I can definitely use that. There's a particular one, which is like a, it's a nod to one of the Resident Evils. I can't remember which one for the life of me. Like there's a, there's a room with a shotgun. Okay. And you're like, oh, I want that shotgun. So you pick it up and then the door closes behind you and you're like, oh, hmm, I can't have this shotgun. So you put it back and then you open a room later and pick up a broken shotgun and you're just like, oh, I'll just Indiana Jones this. And that was kind of cool. Like you take, you take the broken shotgun down, you put it in there, you take the working shotgun and you just stroll on out. Uh, But I guess that brings you to probably my biggest disappointment. The puzzles weren't great. Okay. Uh, I mean, Resident Evil's never really been known for its challenging puzzles. Like it's not, it's no Silent Hill. Like shit. Play a Silent Hill game on a harder difficulty. Like there's a reason those games have a combat difficulty and a puzzle difficulty. But I was kind of bummed out by the puzzles in Resident Evil 7. They were good. It was kind of like there's, it has like a shadow puzzle mechanic you've probably seen in trailers that relied on a little bit too heavily. But I don't know, like I was kind of hoping for a little bit more. I'll forgive it because I think Capcom can really build from here. But yeah, that was probably the biggest disappointment, I guess, if I had to pick something. Well, look, this is the thing. That, this is the thing. This, this is a game that got announced, you know. Less than a year ago. Like, that's crazy. Like, we had no idea this existed. Yep. And it, like, we, it, it is insane. The, the, the turnaround on this game it, it, and the quality of this game it sort of can vouch for the fact that this is this is great. This is, this is a good thing. I um, still am a little bit shocked that Capcom did it. I mean, because I played a lot of the Midnight demo. Yep. Uh... And I was like, man, this is, I'm really excited for 7. But in the back of my mind, like when I was booting up 7, I'm like, this could still suck. I know I've seen really good reviews, but it could still suck. Yeah. But within an hour or an hour or two, that was just dispelled. And I was like, nope, this game's amazing. And good God, don't turn the lights off, please. <laughs> I heard a noise and I don't know what it was. Oh, that, oh, I'm, I'm stressing out and feeling anxious just talking about it, Kyron. It's, mm. <laughs> It was really good, though, and uh, if you like survival horror, uh, if you like Resident Evil, definitely check it out. Give it a chance. And uh, Capcom, I hope to see Resident Evil 8 follow this game's lead. Please. Please, Capcom, just do it. I don't ask much. I'm a simple man. (laughs) Well, hopefully, maybe you'll be able to play it next year. Jesus. (laughs) Maybe. We'll see. Uh, But, yeah, that's about it for what I've been playing. I can't wait to talk about Resident Evil 7 more, but spoilers it's only been like three days and i couldn't put it down luckily we had a public holiday yesterday so that made it easy to finish that definitely made it that was a plus side yeah uh but hopefully when maybe it's not as spoilery i can i don't know i need to get maybe I need to get ben on here to be like ben let's break down resident evil 7 and go what the hell does this mean for resident evil because yeah. there's some towards the end especially the end especially i was just like uh-huh hmm I have questions and notes, Capcom. Yep. Where are you leading us? <laughs> Please let us know what is going on with this shit. I have so many questions. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's it for me, Joel. So why don't you let me know what you've been playing? Well, look, as I said, this week's been really quiet for me. Um, just in terms of new content that I've played or even like 
content we haven't spoken about on the show. Um, I played a lot about uh, Overwatch, which has been a lot of fun, as it is always. Um, it's uh, the Year of the Rooster a Chinese uh, New Year event, which is great. Uh, a lot of great new skins. Um, Diva finally got a skin, Joel. It she happened. Did. She did. Blizzard is a... capable of making skins for Diva. <laughs> I'm shocked. A, it's great as well. It's a really good skin. Um, but yeah, um, I had a lot of fun with that. I had a chance to play with uh, the, what's it called? The Capture the Rooster game mode. I had a chance to have Not... a go at that tonight. I'm not crazy about that mode. It's good. It's tense. It's fun. It's it's okay different. because Blizzard have said it's just for fun, so it's not an actual game mode. But yeah, I don't know. Well, it's in the arcade, and it's, I'm glad that the arcade is a thing that exists now because it is a good chance for them to try out new things and chuck them up there, and if people respond to it, maybe down the track we'll get more things, maybe in the inevitable and, you know, uh, Overwatch 2, we'll, we'll see something like that. Um, Joel, Overwatch Two is so far away, you don't even know it. Oh God, no! I I, I know that it's it's, um, but I mean, at least we're getting all this sort of fun content that's keeping it on its toes. I mean, Kyron, we're coming up on the year anniversary of this game, and we're still playing it. Maybe not um, as like, you know, hardcore as we were when it launched, but we're still playing it. We're still having fun with it, and it's still a fun game. And watching it and seeing it uh, evolve uh, over the months have been has been. Such a special thing for me. Uh, and it's, and Except for, for that diva nerf. Except for that diva nerf. Mm, yeah, see, I haven't Why? had a chance to give her a go yet. You, so. you hurt me, Blizzard. Why? I I don't know what I did to you. Why did you have to hurt my diva? <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. Mm, well, uh, so I, I gave that a little bit of a go. And uh, I'm probably going to give it a bit more of a go in the coming days, weeks, whatnot. Oh, not in the coming days, Joel. Oh, I meant the the uh, the year of the rooster update. Yeah, yeah, but you've got a couple of days where you probably won't be playing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, uh, what else have I been playing? Oh, jeez. Not the a waiting lot. game. <laughs> yeah, you're really much, very much so the waiting game. I've just been playing some little mobile things and watching a lot of stuff, catching up on things. Um, Joel, watch pl- Vikings. I, I look again. Coming up with things that we're going to be talking about very soon. Um, I feel like I need to. Um, you really do need to. Yeah, I think I'm going to get onto that. Is it on any streaming services, Kyron? The first three seasons are on Netflix. Ah, brilliant. I'll watch it then. It's Done. currently in season four, but like you've got you've got time. Like the three seasons that are on there will will occupy you for. They're about ten episodes a season, about nearly an hour long. So you got plenty of stuff there to keep you busy. Ah, awesome. Done. I'll get into that. Um. Yeah, cool. But uh, I, I went back and revisited, revisited a game that I picked up a while ago for my 3DS um, called uh, Puzzle and Dragons. Now, Puzzle and Dragons uh, is a very popular mobile game, uh, especially in Japan. Um, but they re- uh, released a sort of mobile... Um, not mobile. 3DS... Uh, package game uh it came bundled with uh the base game and a mushroom kingdom mario brothers game uh that came with it as well which i played a lot of when i bought the game um and i never played the like sort of og puzzle and dragons but 
Uh, I sort of found it while I was looking. I was looking for my copy of Bloodborne to lend to a friend, um, and I found it in one of my uh, boxes that I haven't unpacked yet. But your friend uh, is so lucky, by the way. I know. No, He's I gonna, know. Oh man, oh, I want to. I want to hear oh. like detailed reports as he fl- as he plays Bloodborne. I know. I need to ask him how he's doing. I need um, notes. Mm, uh, but yeah, Puzzle and Dragons is a lot of fun. It's a match three puzzle game uh, with light RPG elements uh, and almost like, I guess, um, some sort of like monster collecting elements as well. Um, it's cool. It's set in this world. It gets ripped apart. Uh, this sort of, you know, stock standard cookie cutter uh, world uh like RPG world and uh, everything gets ripped apart and it's, you've got to go out and set out to collect monsters and set back uh, the world as it should be. Uh, I haven't played a lot of it. Oh, I have played a lot of it. That's a lie. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's just something that's fun. I can sit back. It's sort of mindless. There is strategy to it, but it's not very in depth. Um, it involves you sort of like, you know, yeah, once you defeat enemies, you can sort of collect, uh, like, due to RNG, you can sort of collect uh, very, very, very basic, um, like, enemies and stuff like that, and you can level them up, you can hatch them, uh, yeah, I said hatch them because you collect eggs for them, um, which is very strange, but uh, you level them up. You can fuse them, you create teams, and you go from there and work your way through worlds and sort of like, quote-unquote, dungeon crawl. Um, You can go through very, like, sort of very basic settings. Uh, It's fun. I like it. Nothing to talk about there. Uh, But, yeah, if you're interested in that sort of thing, I'm sure you could pick a copy of it up really, really cheap um, for the 3DS uh, well, I think the demo is probably still up on the eShop as well. Yeah, that's right. I think it is too. Um, yeah, it's 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 good. If you, I I'm a sucker for those kinds of things, and I just had a I had a real like itch that I really needed to scratch with that kind of thing. You re- I, you really needed to match three things. Like ooh, that's what you wanted to do. Mm, I did. I just wanted to get. I wanted to find a whole bunch of like orbs, and I just wanted to put them together, and. The thing that I like about it that I think that is sort of satisfying is like when you sort of like queue up a, like a really big combo um, and things happen and you deal out your damage to the enemies, it's just this sort of like weird sort of like spectacle on the screen. There's lots of things going on and it just makes you feel so happy and it sort of I sort of glaze over a little bit while I'm playing it, which is kind of fun. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but I must admit, there was something I wanted to play this week that I <laughs> sort of worked myself up to wanting to play. Um, uh, but alas, I could not find a copy of it locally. Um, I could have bought it digitally, but I did not. Uh, that is Yakuza 0. Uh, but I have purchased it. I have got a copy coming in the mail. So I have... Very good faith that I will have it by next week and I'll be able to talk about it in great detail then. And I look forward to it because, man, that game looks like a lot of fun. It looks very, very, very good. Um, but, Kyron, we should probably talk about the thing that we've both talked uh, 
had a chance to play. Not very much, but we have both had a chance to play. I mean, it isn't the hours. first time we've played it. We have talked about it before. That is very true. But it is good to be able to play it, uh, not sort of standing up in a loud, noisy show floor and, you know, um, in the comfort of our own homes. So that is the For Honor beta, closed beta, that went live uh, actually just over 24 hours ago as we record this. Uh, oh boy. Oh boy, Kyron. I was already excited for this game. I was already excited for this game. I was interested. I wasn't going to get it because I thought it was going to come out at the same time as Persona 5. Uh, And then... It's not anymore. We don't talk about that, Joel. I know, we don't sorry. talk about it. It hurts. Oh boy! Um, not to not to hold too much against you, For Honor, but you're not the game. You're not the game I want on Feb 14. No, no, no. You are not what I wanted to be sitting down on that lovely, lovely Valentine's Day. You are what I will be sitting down with, but it's not. It's not the one. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, yeah. But playing, uh, seeing trailers for it, I was getting a little bit more excited, and then. Sitting down, or standing down, I guess, and playing it at, uh, at PAX. I had a lot of fun with it there. Um, but now, having like played well, probably two or three hours of it now, I think you've played a lot more of it. My game time says I've played six hours already. Oh, boy. Jeez, Kyron. Um, I, like, so I was up last night because I, I did two more Overwatch matches to get a loot box, and I was like, oh, it's one o'clock. I wonder, yeah, before Honor Beta's live, I'll play a couple of games. Yeah. It was like, I played like two or three games. I'm like, I better go to bed. I woke up this morning. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll play a few more games. And <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just gone from there, really. It, again, like we spoke a lot about it after PAX, and my excitement is no, no lower for it. Like, it's amazing. The no. biggest deal for me was I got to play as like, three classes that I really wanted to play as now. Yeah. And I got to finally sample them. It's good. I I, I played Viking, but look, I... Guys, you guys are coming last. Uh, pardon? You guys are coming last in the, in the faction <gasps> war. I know, and that pisses me off. Come on, come on, man. That really pisses me off, man. Vikings are badass, but... We, we samurai have the numbers, even if we are weebs. Ugh. I have no regrets. <laughs> Jesus. Um... But I had a chance to give the the the, the knights, I guess they are. That's yeah, yeah, the knights. The knights. I guess they're the knights. Like there's the the samurai, the Vikings, and the knights. So. Yeah. So I I gave a chance to give the knights a go tonight, and man, they are a lot of fun. I talked a lot of smack about them this week, but I had a lot of fun. I still stand by what I've been saying about them looking like the more boring of the factions, but I played as the peacekeeper tonight who I've been keeping an eye on since they revealed it. Cause it was like, I was like, Oh, that's the night class I'm keen on. Cause that's the, the dual sword, little roguelike character. Yeah. And man, that is a fun character to play as like, just yeah. sort of you do, so often, like for me, when I was against a, uh, a peacekeeper, I wouldn't even see them cause they'd have a move. They're sort of like hunched over. Sometimes they would just disappear into the mess of, of trash bobs. <laughs> and then they just pop out and be like, "No, nah, I got two swords." So I was like, "You know what? Fuck you! I'm playing as I'm playing as a peacekeeper." Yeah. And man, they attack so fast, and the move set is so much fun. I'm surprised. Like the knights have something I want to use. So good on good on them. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, it look, this game is really, really cool. Now, we must say this is a closed beta. That it is a closed multiplayer beta. So it, it, but from what I can tell, it seems like that this is pretty much what you're going to get shipped on day day one with the multiplayer side Except of things. Except every faction has one more class that isn't playable in this beta. Ah, okay, I did not know that. That's awesome. Oh, didn't you? Well, there no. you go. Surprise. There's that, more. Awesome. Because Great. I was so sad to boot it up and be like, can I play? Because the Vikings have another class called the Valkyrie. Oh, that's right. Who's the shield and spear user. I'm like, I want to use you. Oh, you're not there. Damn it. Damn it. I want to use that. The Valkyrie. Oh, boy. I'm going um, to play so much Valkyrie. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, so, uh, which faction did you pick? Samurai, man. Samurai? Nah, Viking dude. Um, so... I mean, I was I was immediately going to pick Samurai when it was announced because yep. just A, Katanas. Katanas are sweet swords. B, I am already accustomed to like, like when I build my Souls characters, it's usually a Dex class, which usually ends up with a Katana at some point or a washing pole or something like that. Some, right. A long folded steel weapon. So I was like, well, I gotta, I gotta be a Samurai. It's, it's in, it's in my video game DNA at this point. I always end up playing, like, especially, like, when I'm starting out in some sort of, like, RPG or some sort of D&D campaign or something like that, I'm always, like, bulk up, get tanked, and fucking hit things for massive damage. And so, that's, so that's interesting. So you are sort of playing tanky characters in this, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I am. And, like, I, and, I've, and I've found my way into, like the agile ones who die really quickly if they get hit like too many yeah. times yeah no i oh, man there is nothing better like i walked in to the the first battle i played um and just so we should probably sort of i know we've talked about it in, a little bit before in terms of what type of game it is it is a, essentially a moba it's an action moba um but I said this before. I've said I said this to, uh, about three or four times tonight to friends before we started recording, uh, and you as well, Kyron. Like it's, uh, but it it seems like it's going to do for MOBAs for us personally, as Overwatch did for first person shooters uh, and competitive first person shooters. Now I'm not on the exact same page there. Okay, and it's it's purely because. Overwatch did it for me because, you know, competitive shooters are fun. But MOBAs, I I cannot think of a less interesting combat system. Right, yeah. That's yeah. what makes For Honor special for me. Like, the combat is so engaging. Like, when you are just hacking through trash mobs, you're like, yeah, sweet, these animations are amazing. And then you lock on with a another player and you're like, oh, all right, now we Dark Souls, huh? Oh, we're yeah. blocking, we're dodging, we're guarding, we're, we're breaking. Yeah, that's where it gets me. If that wasn't there, I probably wouldn't be picking this up. But that combat is so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's look, it, I, I I absolutely agree. It's just it's, and I love when you lock into to the, that one on one combat. It sort of goes into this really weird sort of like cinematic like letterbox sort of view. Worth uh, noting as well, if you are walking near a wall or something and you're locked on the wall will melt away so you can sort of still see yourself. Like the camera just goes, all right. Yeah, um, it does. This, so we don't have any camera issues. I'm just going to take this piece of wall out so you can see what you're doing. I'm like, that's actually really nice. Thank you. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, man, this game is going to be really interesting. Now, I, I, 
I thought it was going to be an issue that we, uh, because I wanted to play as a Viking, but like, uh, <laughs> and you wanted to play as a samurai, uh, that we weren't going to play together too much. Um, but you can sort of load out your team with whatever combination of, of those, uh, you know, three classes or three um, races, I guess, that you want to. Now, watching, because when you load it up, it plays the, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, it plays the uh, the launch trailer, or not launch trailer, but the, the E3 trailer, the story trailer, um, that talks about sort of, you know, uh, this uh, this voiceover talking about uh, these three warring factions that end up sort of, you know, warring over this puddle of water and it sort of builds out and it sort of, she talks about, I she is the, like basically the god of war, essentially. <laughs> Trademark. Um, but uh, I, I'm interested to see how like these the, the single player campaigns going to pan out. Because I feel like it's going to have, like, you know, we're all going to start fighting each other for, at first, but I feel like it's going to mash together, and uh, that's how the... Yeah. Here's what will happen. Okay. You will play a set amount of missions as each faction. Mm-hmm. You will get to sort of get to know each of those classes a little bit. Yep. And then you will unite to beat her at the end. Yep. Man, that's going to be good. Um, man, this game is going to be really awesome. I'm really excited to play it. Um, it's not long to wait now. It's only a couple of weeks away now. Yeah, it's really close. Uh, I'm excited for single player, but I just want more of that sweet multiplayer, honestly. Yeah. Single player is kind of, kind of going to be like a one and done scenario. Like I'm never, probably never going to go back to it, but yeah, I'm never going to get sick of just running through the front lines as a Nabushi swinging my Nagatana and just being like, poke, you dead, poke, you dead, poke, you dead, swing, sweep, you dead, you're all dead, 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 dead. And then meet a player and be like, oh God, you're so strong, please don't kill me, and then I'll die. Yeah, I'm I'm just really excited to just run through as a Viking motherfucker and just sweep, wipe out things, break the people's, uh, like, you know, break people's shields and then just like pick them up and run through the crowd with them and not throw them across the map. You should um, try out the Berserker. I think you'd like him. I, I played a yeah. lot of Berserker tonight and that's quickly becoming my favorite class besides the Nabushi. Okay. I'm going to have to give it a go. I think, I think I've got it unlocked now. I haven't had a chance to, to play it yet. Cause I decided to go back and play for some reason. I decided to pick the, 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 the Knights tonight and play as the, um, the, what's the first, like the 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 base level is he the warden the warden yeah that's it i've been playing a lot of the warden and it is a really nice well-rounded uh character to play as it feels good like the it's it's not too heavy and it's not too light you still feel agile but you don't feel um under well not underpowered but you don't feel unprotected that's it made of paper made of wet paper that's what i feel yeah like. like all the classes i play yeah 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 um which is not a bad thing because I mean, like the the trade off is you're very agile, so you're very, you know, able to sort of dance around people and whatnot. Um, yeah. So, oh, for honor, man, it's gonna be good. I'm keen. Uh, I'm keen. If if you've had a chance to to 
give the debater a go so far, let us know how you've been doing. Or if you have a chance to listen to this before the beta ends, hit us up on our PS4, uh, PSN addresses. Um, we should probably let people know what they are, right? I mean, I, I post mine frequently, so... Yeah, I should do mine too, shouldn't I? It's it's just the same as my Twitter handle, it's X. if you really want to add me. Yeah. Oh, oh crap, I forgot mine. <laughs> Fuck. Where is it? This Jolly is Mac. It's Jolly really Mac. Easy. It's the same as my PSN, as my Twitter handle as well. It's just Jolly Mac. See, you keep it simple. That's how you remember. Exactly. Unify, man. <laughs> Unify everything. Uh, yeah, so, should we get into some uh, some news current? I mean, I guess we should. It's yeah. sort of sort of a quiet week in comparison to the last couple we've had. Thank, thankfully, mm. honestly, a little bit. I'm a little. I'm happy. Quiet on the news, big on the games. Well, except for That's me, just, it's not slowing down. No. Nah. Uh, so we'll start off because it's just because I was talking about it earlier. We might as well talk about it now. Resident Evil Seven. It's doing really well, Joel. Yay! It looks like it's sold. Like they put out some numbers saying they've shipped. 2.5 million copies to retailers, which obviously shipped is different from sold. Capcom's counting them as sold, apparently, so yeah, yeah they're keen. Yeah. But apparently also the demo's been downloaded over 7 million times, which is That's great. really good. Look, it, I, it's doing really well, and that's not even, like, the first week. Like, that's that's only, like, what, four days, five days now? Yeah, it came out on Tuesday, so it's yeah. been like four days since it came out. So that's, that's good. Uh, and just rolling with its strengths, like, Capcom is basically put out the DLC plans for the game. And holy crap, the stuff that's coming out is coming out really soon. Yeah, it's like next week. Next week, the first one drops, which is Banned Footage Volume 1. It adds two new scenarios to the game. One where you need to stealthily escape a bedroom, and one where you need to survive waves of enemies, which sounds horrible because the combat isn't that great. Yep. And it also adds a new mode called Ethan Must Die, Mm-hmm. And it's it's separate from the main story, and I'm not I don't think they've said much else than that about what that actually involves. But I mean, I feel like Ethan died enough when I was playing as him, so <laughs> poor guy can't catch a break. And I think the second lot of DLC is Feb 14, the same day as For Honor. <laughs> oh God, Jesus! Sorry, Resident Evil. I'll be I'll be I'll be going to Valhalla. Uh, so that's banned footage volume two, and it brings in two more scenarios. One features Ethan in a deadly gambling game with Jack. Mm-hmm. And oh, the other one's going to show life in the Baker house before they became crazed monsters. It that's going to be interesting because there's some stuff narratively that I'm, I'm curious about that, that comes up later in the story of Resident Evil 7 there. Yeah, uh, and I think there's a, the, the, the bonus mode in that, Second yeah, DLC, getting, yeah. Is, sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but this <laughs> oh. makes me laugh a lot. So it's called uh, Jack's fifty, uh, happy fifty fifth birthday, Jack, or something. Mm. Um, something like that, and basically you've just got to feed him as much food as possible before time runs out. Yep. Oh, Interesting. Um, Capcom, Capcom, sticking to the wackiness of the, of the series for sure. Yeah, and you know what? They actually are. One boss, when you kill them, as they're dying, as, as they're dying, Joel, they actually say, damn you all, damn you all to hell. <laughs> and I burst into hysterics. I'm like, is this meant to be funny? Because it, it is. <clears throat> it was so good. I'm like, really? That's, that's, that's great, guys. I hope that was meant to be funny because I found it hilarious. Brilliant. Uh, 
so yeah, like, I don't know, Capcom, Resident Evil's always been a little bit wacky, so nothing too different there. Remember in Resident Evil 4 when you would beat it and you'd get the suit of armor for Ashley? And you'd, you'd oh, put it on her right. so, that the, so that the bad guys couldn't pick her up at all. You'd be like, cool, Ashley, you're good. I don't have to look about, like, you're safe now. I don't have to babysit you anymore. So <laughs> but, I like it when Capcom gets a little bit goofy with their stuff. But when you tried to catch her, when she fell, like, <laughs> she'd jump off, jump, off, jump off the top of a, <laughs> like, a high ledge. She'd basically just crush you with the weight yeah. of the giant armor. But She would just kill you. <laughs> Gold. Love it. Cap- Capcom give it, Capcom take it away. <laughs> that's the trade-off, man. It's the trade-off. It is, it is. So yeah, man, that DLC is all coming out really soon. I don't know if I'll pick up at launch, like when it comes out. I tried to find the season pass separately on the store, but I couldn't. So maybe yeah. because I didn't pre-order, I have to buy them separately. I don't know. But the trophy list for the, the first DLC is already, you can see it, it's already added yeah. to the trophy list, which is cool. Yeah, it's already up on the, I was really, I was like, what the hell is banned footage? Oh, it's the DLC. As I was looking at the trophy list going, I wonder if I could platinum this game, finish the game in three hours. No. Mm. I mean, I'm... to be fair, like, people... Basically, once you know that game, you can finish it real quick. But I don't know if I could finish it in three hours. I don't know if I've, if I've got it in me. No. Uh, look, I'm, I'm, I believe in you, Karen. I feel like you oh, should thanks, do it. Man. I feel thanks, like man. you could do it. Another trophy wants you to finish the game with, with only using the item box three times. The item box That's if you play a Resident one. Evil game is where you stash all your items. So using that three times in the entire game is tricky because you just have to pass up on so much stuff. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's off topic. Resident Evil 7 doing well. Good doing work, really Capcom. well. Yeah, that's good to hear. Good to hear. I'm, I'm happy for you. Please keep this up. I feel like I have to keep saying this, Capcom. Just keep... This is what you need. Another game like this, please. Please don't go back to what you were doing earlier. Please. Don't fuck it up. We've come this far now. Like you, everyone like like people like you again. People are talking about Resident Evil in a good tone of voice, not like when we would speak about Resident Evil Six and be like, "Hey, remember when Albert Wesker's son was in it? That was oh. weird. Why? God. Uh, that's, anyway, that's that's enough about about Resident Evil, Joel. This one, the next one's actually something that might actually you might be excited about. So oh boy. I was I was surprised because I saw Square Enix post a a tweet which is like, "Hey guys, got an announcement coming on Jan 26." And everyone everyone just responded with the infamous like, "Please be excited" gif, which yep. is still one of my favorite ones. <laughs> and that was interesting because a lot of stuff has happened that could lead to what that might be. We haven't heard about Kingdom Hearts 3 for a little bit. We just have a re-release of like a few of the games in a HD bundle. And also the Final Fantasy XII HD remaster trophy list leaked, so people thought there may have been a release date for that. Uh-huh. But then Marvel also tweeted that they had something coming up yes. on January 26. They and did. the plot thickened. And everyone instantly sort of started to get a little bit either excited or not so excited about, again, potentially Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, and maybe having some sort of Marvel Universe world related. I still think it'll be weird. It'll be weird. Um, I would like to see it, though. I think it'd be interesting. Um, The only reason I think it would be weird is because to this this day, like, my least favorite Kingdom Hearts world is the Pirates of the Caribbean world because it's... That's true. It's not Jack Sparrow. 
It's yeah. not William Turner. It's not you know. And and I feel like I'd had that problem. Like you're not Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Why? that's true. Square's not gonna like you're not gonna do voice acting for this game, man. Don't. They they did a they did pretty well with the the Lego games though. Like I know it's a different <clears throat> field, but the the Lego like Avengers games did a pretty good job with their voice acting. They did. Um, I mean, I get to be fair. Like if they don't. I know it's probably going to be based around the cinematic universe. Like it just makes sense, and that's where the issue. Like, because if it was comic based, they could get away with it. Yeah, but if I see a guy who looks like Robert Downey Jr. but doesn't, but isn't him, I'm gonna notice. But that's not what this announcement was at all, Kyron. No, it's something that I didn't even see coming. No, and I don't think anyone did. Uh the. The announcement was uh, a trailer for something called the Avengers Project. Uh, now, the Avengers Project trailer starts off with uh, a voiceover talking about uh, wanting to, you know, we have to fight back and we, we just need to join together again uh, and whatnot. And lots of imagery of... Uh, Lots of the sort of the Avengers things, like the Avengers weapons, basically crashed under, like you know, like it crashed under disrepair and like, it, like looking really, really. I don't know. It's hard to say. What what would you how would you describe it, Karen? Uh, I don't know, man. Like it, it, it does look like. I don't know. Like it doesn't look like they've been out of service. Yeah. Bleak, I guess, when you know, yeah. I guess you could describe it. Um, but it's uh, the most exciting part about this is the Square Enix part. It's being published by Square Enix, and yeah, public published by Square Enix, and it's being developed by Crystal Dynamics uh, of the Tomb Raider and Rise of the Tomb Raider fame, and uh, Idos Montreal, who. Uh, known for the Deus Ex side of things. So, that means we have no idea what sort of game this is, because I don't see no. an Avengers game really working like a Tomb Raider game, to no. be honest. And even a Deus Ex sort of game sounds weird. The interesting thing is, they they say that it will feature an original story, which makes sense, but it will take place in a universe that fans can play in for years to come. Yeah. Now, I don't think it's going to be an MMO. No. Just because that doesn't... It's not going to happen. But that way they phrase that is interesting. I'm playing from years to come. That's really interesting. Like, it, it could be maybe it's, it's going to have like extensive support going forward. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is more than just an Avengers project, isn't it? Like, Isn't this like a Marvel Square sort of partnership going forward? Yeah, so say? it's a... Um, uh, I think it's a multi-game, like, agreement. Yeah. Um, and just, it's starting with the Avengers with Crystal Dynamics and Eidos. Yeah, so, and, and the Avengers project, which I, I highly doubt will be the, the original, like, the final title of the game, but it's, um, or whatever this thing is... Um, but it'd be I mean, it's a ways cool. off. It'd like be... they said to expect more news in 2018. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Um, it's, uh, yeah. And, and they're going to talk about more games as well. So, 
I want a crazy Final Fantasy 15 like Marvel game. That's what I want. That's exactly what I was about I to want say. A, I want an awesome, crazy JRPG. That's um, what I want. Oh, imagine if it was like, yeah, so like you could go, you picked your 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 four members for your team and you go, you go out on a mission and you had like Iron Man. You, you play as Iron Man, you do your little things and then it's like, yo, Hulk, help me out. And then you sort of do like a weird team up thing and... Oh man, that'd be so good. I'd be so on board with that, dude. But uh, I'm really excited for this. This is I, it's so it's crazy. Like I didn't like when I saw the tweet, I was like, I in my wildest dreams, this isn't what it would lead to. No, 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 no. And I think this this is this is exciting for me because this could be the age where we finally get like I don't know comic book games that. I mean, Batman already did it with DC, and I get that. But I, I, I want that in a Marvel universe. For me personally, I want to see that that isn't like a Lego game or isn't a movie tie-in game. Um, and I guess we're going to be seeing that too with whatever uh, Insomniac's working on with that Spider-Man game. Um, yeah, whenever that comes out. Yeah, exactly. But the Avengers hold such a special, a special place in my heart cinematic universe wise like i'm not huge into the comics either but um yeah i'm really excited for this this is and i felt like it was worth talking about because it it only happened last night and it's everyone's sort of been going wow okay all right show us what you've got yeah like i said it's it's interesting and the fact that there's nothing else yeah 2018 feels far away hopefully at least the avengers game is at Easter this year because I really want to see what the hell this thing's going to be. I think we'll get a little bit more information at, at E3. I, I I would be very surprised. It might not be a lot, but I'd be very surprised if they don't talk about it at E3. Um, it'd be it'd be exciting if they didn't. It'd be exciting if they just literally went, yep, that's it. Would it be, though? Like, you'd just be wondering. It'd be... I, I, I think it'd be... Not a great move, but I think it would be an interesting move for them to sort of go. Yeah, we're doing something to do with the Avengers. If they if they announce like what the what the game was and what they meant by you know being able to play in years for years uh, for years in, to come, uh, and oh, it says too about like you know characters, environments, and iconic moments. So that's. I I don't know what's going to be, Joel. I don't know. Oh, man. I do hope it's a crazy JRPG. That's what I want. (laughs) That'd be cool. I'd be okay with something like... uh, The Matrix Path of Neo. Wasn't a terrible game. It was a terrible game. It was not a terrible game. It was a bad bad game. It was a bad game, Joel. It's okay. It wasn't as bad as Enter the Matrix, dude. Oh no, Enter Matrix is, is worse, but Path of, Neo, Path of Neo is not a good game. Path of Neo, though, has a fucking excellent end to the uh, end. Like, like, the end of that game is excellent. It's true, but I'd recommend you just YouTube it, because it's... Mm, I highly um, recommend everyone go on YouTube that if you haven't seen that, but yeah. Um, but that'd be cool, like, you got to go play throughs, like, the 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 alien invasion from like you know the first Avengers movie or you got to play like fighting against all those Ultrons uh, in Age of Ultron, um, and whatever we 
whatever's going to happen in Infinity War and or what you got to play in Civil War, you got to fight in that airplane, uh, the the airport scene. Like that'd be so cool. Oh boy. Anyway, I guess we'll find out at the very latest in 2018 sometime. In the future. Yes. When does when does Infinity War Part One come out? Is that 2018? I think it will be. Oh. Okay. It's not. Is it? Not, it's, it's definitely not this year, Bob. Yeah, it's not this year because it just started filming. I maybe it, it'll be at the, towards the end of 2018, at the very earliest. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. At least I have that Guardians of the Galaxy game to look forward to this year. <laughs> Yay! Well, yeah, especially because they they sound like they've got the engine together. Yes. Oh Thanks, Telltale. Finally, Jesus. Thank you. Anyway, alrighty. Next up, we've got some Legend of Zelda news. I don't know how I feel about this news, Joel. It's interesting. Uh, and it hasn't been... It, it, it's not like it hasn't been done before. Um, but yes, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild has an alternate ending. Uh, he, um, yeah, I cannot pronounce his name. I'm sorry, Karen. You're going to have to take this one. Who's that? The, uh, uh, the Anuma? Yeah, Anuma. Ayanuma? E.G. Ayanuma. There we go. I did it. Uh, you? Thank you. I can't guarantee it's right, by the way. <laughs> no, no. We probably butchered it. He's probably, like, cringing somewhere, because I'm sure he's a fan of this, Karen. There's uh, all for us. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, he said that there wouldn't be... He wouldn't... Uh, wouldn't draw on detail, draw on details, but confirm that some players will see a slightly different ending. He said, "Quote: There is a certain a certain quite criteria. <clears throat> quote: There is a certain criteria you have to fill to see it. Essentially, you do some specific things, and you'll see a different ending." He explained, according to the VG twenty four seven article that I am pulling that from. I bet you just have to do everything in that game. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be like it'll be like the 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 perfect ending or whatever. I like how Kingdom Hearts wants you to do like you've had to do all the optional stuff in a Kingdom Hearts game to get like the secret post credits ending. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. I, so, don't, I don't I don't know what else because I mean to be fair, like Zelda is already shaking things up so much with Breath of the Wild. There could be some sort of narrative changing choice that you make. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't quite seem like Zelda's style, but that's all at the window at this point. So who knows? Yeah, but interesting. What would you like to? What would be your? I worry because this is like not that I not that I really care about it in the grand scheme of things, but people are already trying to fit this game into the Zelda timeline. Yeah. Can you imagine what a branching ending would do? Are we going to have another split? Again, not that I hold it in any high regard. It's interesting to read, but that thing's already convoluted enough. And I... Nintendo seems to actually care about it as well, and that makes it worse. Because I'm like, no, just don't worry about it, guys. Just make Zelda games. It doesn't doesn't matter if this happened after Twilight Princess when 
Link killed Ganon or if it was before Wind Waker, before the world got flooded. I don't care. Like, just make a fun Zelda game. The timeline is more of a hindrance than anything, more than anything else. And I'm not saying that the ending would affect that, but it would certainly make... Like, Nintendo cares too much, I think, about the timeline at this point to not have that on their mind when they're doing this game. Yeah. I I honestly, I like you said, I, I have no idea what could happen. Um, and I'm excited hey, maybe, by that. Maybe Link will die and it'll be the last Zelda game we ever make. The end. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Um, again, I, I guess I'm... It wouldn't be terrible. No, it's interesting. Like, I have nothing against an alternate ending, really. It, yeah. it, it depends on how e- cryptic it is. Discovering things in games is fun, so it's always sort of yeah. nice to to uncover that sort of stuff. It, I don't know how I feel about him saying coming out like visit a month out, going, "Hey guys, it's an alternate ending." You've got to do certain things to do it, though. I'm kind of sitting here going, "What do I do then? Tell me." Yeah, you're gonna make it clear. Like I don't want to miss it in the game. If I don't know when I miss it, oh well, too bad. But now I know there's an alternate ending. I'm like, how? What do I? I'm going to spend hundreds more hours just making sure I do these things. Exactly. Uh, and saving before you do them. Yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> every so choice you make it's, or every potential, potentially pivotal moment, you'll just be like, save, save. You have so like, just, just in case, 200 saves just lined up. It's like, well, as a dialogue option here, better save first. Oh, Karen. Oh, damn it. It's the name of that show. Yay. (laughs) That was unintentional. (laughs) You'll know when it's intentional. I'll make sure it's not. (laughs) It's accidental. But like I said, it's it's interesting. Breath of the Wild's shaking things up. So why not have this? I just hope I don't miss it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to have to YouTube it. I want to see it in my game. That's, yeah, me too. Um, and I'm sure. Look, let's face it, Karen. We're not gonna. We're not gonna YouTube it. We'll we'll play it and try and find it. And like, look, that's also exciting because that means that's gonna, in a really sort of, I guess, grim kind of way. It's gonna make it like pad out the not pad out the game, for lack of a better word though, pad out the game. Um, and give that sort of title a little bit more life and maybe pad out the sort of I mean, if you, longevity if you of the saw, Switch before Super Mario Odyssey comes out. I mean, there's stuff before Super Mario Odyssey. I'm sick of people saying that. I really I, Yeah, am. I know. I people, know. I, I am happy to conceive it. It's not an ideal launch, but you can't just say there's nothing until Super Mario Odyssey because there no. is stuff coming out. Oh, I'm not saying that there's nothing coming out. I was just saying to you before... We started recording that I'm I'm gonna pick up uh, Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus when it comes out, which will hopefully la- be launch day on the eShop if the eShop launches launch day. Um, and yeah, so like I, I yeah I'm totally with you. It's not that there's nothing to play, but uh, and also I'm already gonna be exploring this game from top to bottom. Yeah. Like, it's the first open world Zelda. Like I will be trying to leave it as as few stones unturned as possible. If you saw the le- the Amazon like game guide list that's now been pulled down about all the stuff that's in the game, like there's yeah. there's a lot of stuff there to keep us busy. I I purposely didn't look at it, so I I'm 
sort of in the dark a little bit about that still, which is good. There's a, as a, I mean, it's not huge spoilers. It's just yeah. there's heaps, Joel. There's so much. If that's anything to go by, there's going to be so much in this game. Yeah. Time is going to be like, you don't have to worry about how much time you're going to spend here. No, no. And that that is exciting. That's exciting. It's it's so close. It's only like a month and a couple of days away. I have I have $40 left to pay off my Switch, and I'm going to pre-order Zelda when I pay that off. Make sure on... you change. Like I, I got my time off, so I'm coming down to to uh, Swanston Street for the midnight yes, launch. I will, I will try and, soon, hopefully. I'll try and head into the city and change my, my pre-order over as well there to... To the one in the city, uh, but yeah, exciting, Karen. It is, and there's one thing actually. Before we look, questions are next, but we're not done yet, Joel. Oh, how how dare you not include this, and how dare I not talk about this? Oh, okay. You you. Oh, I'm excited, Karen. What do you got, Karen? Uh, so bit of backstory. I was feeling a bit bad because I was like, I'm not going to be picking up Neo at launch. Like, what am I going to do? Like. Neo was was going to be the game that, that kicks my ass. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then, from software, they gave me a gift, Joel. They gave me a beautiful gift. I did say this and I forgot to put it on. I am very sorry, Karen. They announced that the final DLC for the incredible Dark Souls 3 will be dropping on March 28th. It is called The Ringed City. And we don't quite know what to expect from it. But uh, things seem like they're pretty final, and Dark Souls fans are already picking it apart. Obviously, it, there are certain things in the trailer that I was looking at with my housemate Brendan, going, "Is that who I think it is? And is she holding what I think she is?" Lots of lots of like nudging and winking and all that. But it's exciting. Like I get to have more Dark Souls content. Yeah. Uh, after Breath of the Wild and before Persona, like. I don't deserve this. Like they're too good to me. Twenty seventeen, the year of dreams, Karen. It is like the I've got a the year of dreams coming true. So much stuff, but yeah. So it, it's going to introduce new characters. Obviously, if you played Ashes of Ariandel, that's no surprise. You'll be in the pursuit of a character called the Slave Knight Gale. Okay. Again, I'm not. I'm not reading anything else beyond that, really, because. Spoilers. Yep. And this is this is something I'm gonna I'll rant on later when we get to our questions. Uh, I can't wait to be surprised by all the new stuff in there. Like I watched the trailer and I probably shouldn't have because there's a few things and I was like, oh that looks cool. Oh, would have liked to have discovered that. Oh well. <laughs> but I'm, I was just happy. I was just too excited. I'm like, no more Dark Souls. Just rub it in my face, absorb it through my skin. Because if this could be it, Joel, this could be this could be it. Okay, Karen. I'm, I'm so sad. This is this is uh this we are going to lead into our questions, but before we get into the questions, I have a question for you. Where, what kind of setting would you like to see a from software Soulsborne esque game tackle? You're gonna hate me, Joel. Okay, I just want another medieval one. Yeah, medieval think... medieval is it like. The guys who made that Lords of the Fallen game are doing like a weird sci-fi Souls knockoff game, but that's I shouldn't oh. say it like that. That's bitter. But Lords of the Fallen, it was a it tried to copy Dark Souls, but it didn't get what makes Dark Souls good. Right. And I don't have any faith that their new one will. And Bloodborne sort of covered like the Gothic angle, which would be, be the other choice, like the Gothic sort of um, Lovecraftian unknowable horrors stuff, which was incredible. 
So if you ask me, like, besides just going to From Software and going, okay, guys, what do you got? What's in the tank? My answer is just going to be, take me back to another medieval one because I love it. But the the answer I will give is, yeah, just turn to Miyazaki and his guys and be like, what's next, guys? Where, where are we going now? Take me on a crazy ride and show me some amazing bosses and kick my ass a bit. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find the name of that that Lords of the Fallen game. Oh, the, the sequel. Oh, yeah. Not the sequel, but the second game. Um, Lords of the Fallen. Because it was at E3 last year, and I remember watching the the demo for it, and I, oh man, I just didn't look interesting. Yeah, see, I thought it did if, look interesting. If you're interested in looking it up, um, I just found their Wikipedia page. It is called... I think, is that, that's not it. Is it The Surge, maybe? The Surge, thank you, that's it. Because uh, some, yeah. some stuff came out about The Surge this week. Yeah, and yeah, it comes out in May, apparently. That's right, it did. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited for that. I'm interested in looking at that. But Look, I pl- someone who, who's I seen didn't. Lords of the Fallen. Yeah, see, I, I haven't seen anything <laughs> from Lords of the Fallen. I have heard about Lords of the Fallen. I heard it was not good. Expect a Dark Souls game that doesn't know what makes Dark Souls good. Okay, okay. Well, temper the expectations is what I'll say. I don't want to mm. be like the meme guy taking a big old dump over it. Like, this studio has worked hard on it, no doubt. Yeah. And Lords of the Fallen is still a serviceable game, but I, it's hard for me to not look at it and be like, look, you want it to be Dark Souls, but you've missed, you messed up this and this, and you didn't get that right, and that's not right. Make make it your own, like like Neo is. Like that's how you should be doing it. Yeah, I look. I if I would if I got to choose what kind of setting I would like to see uh, from software tackle next, I would like to see some sort of futuristic thing. But that's me oh. because I like futuristic stuff, and I've yeah. made it known before. And I'm, um, medieval fantasy is just straight up superior. <laughs> Medieval fantasy is great. I, 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 and I'm, I'm on board with it. But I would like to see from software do some sort of. If you want to see them do a future thing, they already have like the Armored Core series. Okay. With I like, really check which, out it's not Core. exactly like Dark Souls, but a lot of the menus are similar. Some of the combat stuff, like it's just, a, like it's mechs, so it's good. I played five, I think, for a little bit on PS3. It didn't really grab me. Okay. But like, they, they're not strangers to doing futuristic stuff i guess it's just i don't know i mean i'm not doubting they could do it they're from software like they make magic happen assuming it's their a team and not their b team yeah i i'd look i'd like to still see have like that same sort of like character design that that's that no, it's not character design that same sort of <laughs> the characters enemy, are usually pretty bad <laughs> yeah yeah enemy and monster design um like but have me able to use some sort of weird lightsaber but transforms oh, into, me. Oh. that transforms into a whip that, that oh god yeah i want that oh. i want that i'd play it but i'm like just hearing that i just like oh no oh but but see i i if anyone could do it it'd be from software i mean hey look i was not a fan of any like i wasn't it's not that i wasn't a fan but i was not interested in playing like the Dark Souls games, because I wasn't huge into medi. I'm not huge into medieval stuff, but gothic horror. I was like, oh, I'm interested. 
and then Bloodborne happened, and it's one of my favorite games of all time, and it kicked my ass, and then also made me stronger as a gamer, and it made me more proud of myself. So, yeah, that's what I'd like to see. Oh boy, good times. <laughs> good times, Kyron. Alrighty, shall we wrap into some questions? Uh, yeah, we should, I guess. Like that's that's next up on the old agenda. Yes, awesome. All right. As always, friend of the show. I'm calling it now. Sure. We should probably keep a tally of this just to make sure he's getting like one a week. Yeah, actually, we should we should tally it up, and then so that that way he can sort of even it up, and then we can sort of get back on track. There are a couple <laughs> of weeks where we've missed out on. We're very sorry about that, Connor. Uh, we're very sorry about that, Sean. But Sean asks us this week, one of the most exciting memories I have of gaming was secrets and Easter eggs, the kinds of things you'd never have figured out if you hadn't heard it from a random kid during recess. With the internet keeping us so instantly informed these days, are these hidden gems a thing of the past? Absolutely not. Ladies and gentlemen, play Dark Souls. Like, Dark Souls is it. Yeah. Dark Souls is... is this idea and that's why when you play a souls game you've got to play at launch because it's just this wonderful experience of this entire community just going what the fuck do i do there's a character here he's not helping me but i have this item i don't know what it's for i could do i give it to him do i sell it i have no idea like the the mystery of a new souls game nothing nothing gets me as giddy as that like Thinking about this Dark Souls DLC, I'm like, oh, what mysteries are going to be in this game? I can't wait. Get to crack yeah. it open and just like everyone's fresh and new except for when From Software send it early. Stupid Dark Souls 3. Oh, that was a dangerous period of my life where I was just <laughs> dodging spoilers. And you know what? It did sort of take away from the magic of that game when I played it on day one. And I was kind of like, you know what? So many people have already played this. So many people know the secrets of this game. It took away from this that day one magic of of what Sean's like asking us about, like internet threads already detailed, full boss walkthroughs and all that. Even Resident Evil Seven this week, the day it came out, I opened YouTube and it was like full ending of Resident Evil Seven and like how to beat every boss and all these. And it's like, guys, come on, God, Karen, the, Karen. the game just came out. Karen, can I uh, can I admit something to you? What? I I watched I watched those videos. So now here's the thing: you're not going to play Resident Evil Seven, exactly. So, so that's, and that's why I watched it because you had speaking spoken to me because prior, like you said, prior to to Resident Evil Seven coming out, there were some leaks about potential things that would happen in the ending of the game. Uh, there was and it was worrying. Uh, you told me about those, and I was like, okay. And I wanted to see whether or not the ending of the game had those certain things. Yeah. Um, and to a certain extent, yes, but also no. So we could rest easy and it was fine. You particularly yes. could rest easy. And I was, I was happy. My, I was happy when I got to the end. I was like, okay, good. Good. Yeah. I still had questions. Don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Like it's... I still think it's. I still think that the, the Easter eggs and th- things are. They're still there. Like I mean, like it's cool. Like when, 
when uh, Iconworld got released for Overwatch, and it just related back to Dark Souls, you could go uh, to a certain little spot in that area, in that map, and find a bonfire. And also, you could yeah. sit at it because they have sit emotes now, and so you could rest at the bonfire. That was cool. Those little things were awesome. We've also got, when we're talking about Easter eggs, like, Zelda's going to be packed full of them. Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, it is a thing that has gone away in the past, like, the internet does sort of ruin it, but there are still, like, developers and games coming out that there is that joy to be found if you go looking. It's just, it is harder to find these days. Yeah. And I think, uh, what was it? I mean, PT. Oh, my God, PT. PT. That got shown, like, it was like, oh, yeah, there's a single PT. It was at, uh, was it E3? It was at Gamescom. It was Gamescom. It was Gamescom, and it was shown with just this weird night vision reaction video of just people screaming and overreacting, and I, was, I remember thinking, this is dumb. What is this dumb thing? Oh, how wrong I was. Yep. Uh, I still had that game installed. PT, and unfortunately, that game is never going to get released. No, sadly. Sadly. But at the time, like, no one knew what this thing was. It was like this cool survival horror playable teaser, quote-unquote. With a ridiculously cryptic series of things you had to do to get to the end. But yeah. Even Hideo Kojima was just like, I thought it would take people longer. But it turns out it took like a, a day, essentially. Yeah. Also, if you want to talk about it too, I'm talking about other disappointing things. Uh, especially coming from fucking Konami. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Oh. Before Metal Gear Solid Five was called Metal Gear Solid Five, a game, a trailer for a game got released called The Phantom Pain, and we had no idea what it was. From uh, Moby Dick Studios. From Moby Dick Studios, and then that amazing interview with Jeff <laughs> Keighley with a mysterious dev from Overdick Studios with a bandaged up face. Um, yeah, like that kind of stuff. That that still runs prevalent. And then there's things like ARGs, for better or worse, are still sort of, you know, they are fun to follow along, even if you are not the person at the forefront of those those ARGs, jumping into it and finding things and, and figuring out stuff. Um and I also like things like Borderlands. Borderlands does great, great uh, Easter eggs. So many amazing Easter eggs in, uh, in Borderlands. I'm trying to think of some of the, my favorites off the top of my head. Like, um, A lot of them were just like really cool quest names and yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was a Dark Souls quest in, uh, again, relating it back. In, um, uh, was it, it was in the Tiny Tina DLC, wasn't it, for Borderlands 2? <laughs> yes, you got invaded. Yes, that's right. You got invaded. Um, but yeah, I, I love, I love like random side quests in Borderlands Two, like um, uh, shooting McShootface, wasn't it? Something like that. <laughs> I sometimes I forget that shooting McShootface exists. Yeah, I, I, I could be wrong that it's called shooting McShootface, but it was something I think like that. that. Is, that's the character's name, I'm pretty sure, at least. Yeah, yeah, and it was just like, you know, shooting McShootface, and he wanted to be shot in the face, so the quest, you just had to shoot him in the face, and you shot him in the face, and you finished the quest. It's great. It's fun. Um, you could even, you could even argue that data mining, 
is. Oh, I have I have problems with data mining. I do as well. I absolutely do have problems with data mining. Um, but that's you could argue that's a form of uh, of finding Easter eggs. It's like next level hunting for mm. Easter eggs. But it's also at the same time, it's the exact example of of spoiling it all as well. That's true. Yep. So... Um, but there is one. There, there, there's, there's one series of games that has next level Easter eggs. I feel, and that's the Trial series. For a game that's about racing motorbikes and doing front flips for style, <laughs> um, and then screwing up said front flips uh, for style. Yeah, exactly. Um, they they had a crazy crazy journey um with trials evolution there's there was an entire there was a there was a trials it was called the trials evolution riddle uh and this is from a, an article on kotaku of 10 of the all, all um 10 of the best easter eggs uh in video games and uh so the trials evolution riddle is a it was a riddle for a four-year-old game that involved finding planks of wood in a game and then translating the cipher code to uncover instructions that locked a hidden song in-game, a song that had to be run through a spectral analysis, which had Morse code, and then evolved into a treasure hunt across four countries. That is ultimate Easter egg. I love Easter eggs. I, I'm a huge fan of Easter eggs. I like them, but you, sometimes you got to be careful with them as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like secrets. That's why I like. I like secrets. I like secrets and mysteries in video games. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, Doom did a really good um, like series of like collectibles and Easter eggs and things like that. The secrets in the Doom game were good. Yeah, finding all those secret areas and the collectibles was actually a really fun time. I I need to go back and finish that game. Actually, I might even go back and play some of that this week. Um, no, you won't, Joel. Once I get well, before I get your cruiser, I will. Um, okay, sure. Yeah, okay. I, I, we'll we'll check up on that next week. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, no, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it, Karen. <laughs> um. Internet, please stop spoiling secrets. That's all I ask. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't like opening YouTube and being like, "Oh, well, there's all the secrets." And especially when they like have like usually in the thumbnail as well. I'm just kind of like, "Oh, good." I can't open anything on the internet the day a game I love comes out because someone has already finished it, uploaded a video, and it's gotten five million views and it's trending. And you're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Cool. Oh boy, internet's a good place. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't like that stuff. And there's no way to stop it because the people people want to know. People want to know this stuff, so they, I will they will click on it and they'll watch it and they'll see it. But I I just like discovering stuff, Joel. I like to find it myself. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Karen, Dark Souls. Karen, did you know that in GTA Vice City there is a literal Easter egg? I think I've heard of this actually. Yep, it's it's just it's a chocolate Easter egg on a pedestal. I mean, if you want to talk Easter eggs and secrets, Rockstar are king. That's true. I mean, the fucking Bigfoot. 
the Bigfoot thing yeah. was real. Uh, yeah, all you got to do is like just Google some of the, the stuff that they put in their games, and they they are actually the best at it. Bigfoot spanned two games. Like Bigfoot was I in know. San Andreas, and it's in GTA Five. Like, was he in GTA it, Four? He people okay. So I believe the rumor was like people said they could find him in GTA. No, I don't think he was in Four though. I think he started in San Andreas, and that's why he came back in Five because they're both in um, San Andreas, I guess. Yep. So. It's just it spanned those two games, but it was still even even when it got to GTA Five, like finding Bigfoot was not easy. And then the fact that it kept going from there up to the ultimate Easter egg at the end of that quest line, which I I don't know, I don't know if I want to spoil it. I don't want to be that person on the internet, but it's it's cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's uh, that's really cool. But Karen, there's another one I forgot. I, I just, I, I, sorry, I looked it up. I'm traveling at a hole, but I swear this is the last one because it's from one of my favorite video games of all time, which is Metal Gear Solid Three. Uh and it's uh, the boss fight with the end. So you could either fight boss, uh, you could either fight the end, or you could save the game and stop playing for two weeks and watch him die of old age. I mean, again, Kojima's one of those guys who gets it. He yeah. gets secrets, he gets Easter eggs. Like, if you kill Ocelot in his boss fight, you get a game over screen. Oh, yeah. And, and the game over screen rearranges to basically say time paradox. paradox because Ocelot can't die in Snake Eater because he's in all the other Metal Gear games. That's right. Oh. Kojima's a clever guy. I love him. Yeah. Oh, no. So the- He'll be- hey, Joel, he's going to be in Australia soon. Karen, let's not talk about that, please. <laughs> Karen, let's not talk about that. Um, if you're going to... R- if you are listening to this and you're lucky enough to go to RTX and you're lucky enough to somehow have gotten... Uh, to see Kojima, to talk to Kojima. Yeah, well, he was doing signings. There was a signings no, block. he's got a signing session. He's got, like, a couple of panels as well. If you're <sighs> lucky enough to meet Hideo Kojima... Could you do Kyron and me a favor and just get him to do a shout out or sign something Kojima. for dialogue <laughs> options? I just love Kojima. We, cool we will shout you out on the show. You will be <laughs> a an executive producer of the show. You will be a godlike friend, god tier friend of the show forever if that happens. God damn it, Kojima! Are you okay? Why could you have come next year? Karen, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm serious about this. Are you okay oh, with this I'm happening? I'm not saying you shouldn't encourage it. Like, if, if if this happens, are you okay with this happening? Well, yeah. The challenge has been set. The gauntlet's <laughs> been thrown down. That's out there. I just I'm so sad, but I'm not going to get to meet him, Joel. Oh, uh, me too. It kills me. I me too. Because I didn't think he was going to be doing signing sessions, and then they put him up on the signing sessions. And I know. Oh, oh boy. Anyway. Oh, I just want to shake his hand and say thank you for Metal Gear Solid 1. I want to do that, but th- thank him for Metal Gear Solid 3. It's just... Oh. And, and, and also say, I'm sorry, but we're never going to see Silent Hills. I, I was going <laughs> to say... Because I think you would have saved that franchise. I was going to say, I'm sorry for Metal Gear Solid 5. <laughs> and f- I'm sorry, I'm sorry for what happened, but also, fuck Konami. Um, awesome. <laughs> But yeah, Easter eggs, I still think are, they still, they're still prevalent. It's just instead of 
going to your friends at recess and talking about them. You go to forums and you discuss them in forums yeah, but with it friends. Happens, it happens the day it comes out, Joel, and everyone can see them. But is it? But is it the day it comes out with Dark Souls? Again, it was with Dark Souls three. Yeah, okay. Because of that mess up release schedule, but typically, not see Japan usually still gets it a bit earlier, and people then import the Japanese version and then they do it as well. But for the most part, Dark Souls is still pretty clean as far as yeah. secrets go. But like, it's still a bit of a mystery. But Dark Souls three wasn't. Yeah, Dark Souls one. Now that that was that was uncharted territory when people booted that up the first time. Yeah. I mean, I still like any I st- idea. I still remember reading about that, but reading about that trials evolution one, like the, the the trials riddle, like that. That's insane. It's crazy, and it only got yeah, like recently, like in the last couple of years, it. And that game was four or five years old. Also, it's probably longer. It's, I think it's like six or seven years old now. Um, yeah. So I still think keep the tradition of Easter eggs alive, and I still think they are keeping alive. Definitely, but I, I I would like the internet. It's impossible. The internet is so many people. I just, you know, a little bit more restraint, at yeah. least on spoilers, the day it comes out, the secrets like and stuff like that. Yeah, I still, I think people... Because have... here's the thing, even though that what I heard about the Resident Evil 7 ending was ultimately wrong, it also sort of, in a weird way, wasn't. And that annoyed me. Yeah. True. But, oh, well. you know, they are still present, though. They are out there. It's just, I, st- I wish the internet would respect them more. I think, for the most part, people are starting to get pretty good with spoilers. I To the point where it's getting a little bit ridiculous. But it's, I, I still think people are getting a little bit, are, are getting as more, as, showing more restraint. As long as you avoid YouTube, because they don't care. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, but anyway, thank you, friend of the show, Sean. Your questions give us content, and our content makes us happy, and ultimately makes you happy, and the listeners happy. So and I got you. to talk about Dark Souls again. Yeah, exactly. In great detail. It was good. I got to talk about Borderlands. Man, those secrets. And Just... Mergus Hold 3. It's fun. Oh, boy. Alrighty. And lastly this week, we have a question from my lovely wife, Ashley. Uh, Ashley asks us, this might have been asked before, but what games have you as a child loved or hated then gone back as an adult or older in general and found the opposite? Um, did we answer this on the show before? I don't think so. It doesn't sound familiar. I think familiar. so, no. I think we had one like it from Sean, actually, I think. But, but yeah. No, I don't think specifically worded like this. And it's actually making me think because I'm... A lot of games, if I play them once and I hate them, I generally don't go back to them. Yeah, yeah. I um, One example for sure I can think of is actually, and for saying it, for saying I hate it originally, I could probably find myself getting lynched. <laughs> but uh, originally I didn't like Final Fantasy IX. Oh, okay. Didn't like it. Uh, but upon revisiting it, I actually like it a whole lot. And I, I yeah, I love it now. I don't love it as much as it's still not my favorite Final Fantasy. But I see what Square were going for with it. 
as far as like the the glorious callbacks to Final Fantasy's Golden Age. Yeah. But I remember when I first played it, <laughs> after going from seven to eight to go to nine, where it was all like sort of sort of cartoony, chibi, sort of like this. The main character was a kid with a monkey tail, like Dragon Ball Z bullshit. <laughs> it was fucking weird, and there was Queena, the weird Kate Sif of the game who cooks and eats food. I don't know. I didn't like it, but. No, I looking back on it and going back to revisit it, I actually no, it's great. Final Fantasy Nine is a good game, and I am sorry that I was dumb when I was younger. Indeed, I, I that that's a good that's a good answer. I ah oh man, I'm trying to think of one myself though. You've stumped me, bub. I'm sorry. Hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that uh, that comes to mind. Yeah. Oh, you know what? This one isn't quite the same. This is a game that, not personally, that I didn't personally hate, but I think most people on the internet didn't really dig at the time. But upon looking back upon it, maybe it was as good as we were going to get going forward. And that's Silent Hill 4, The Room. Oh, we were talking about this, uh, not, not like recording, uh, but just in general, in general conversation. We were talking about this recently, weren't we? Yeah, for me it came up like it was actually during the speedrunning. Awesome games, so quick, yeah, yeah. So there was a Silent Hill Four speedrun, and the speedrun actually said, whilst he was playing, is basically along the lines of just like, yeah, people didn't really like Silent Hill Four the room when it came out because it does a lot of weird things and it isn't the best Silent Hill game. But over the last few years, it's gained sort of a new following because people didn't know how bad it was going to get with Homecoming and Origins. Yeah. And- downpour and then the cancellation of silent hills so we, we we took silent hill 4 for granted yeah um i have one card oh yeah lay it on me i uh, i didn't haven't actually gone back and played it but upon reflection i have realized that it is not a terrible game um oh. middle Gear Solid 2 oh that's actually a really good one yep that's that's I'm the same for that one as well middle Gear Solid 2 um I re- yeah i finished that game and i was like so it's so it's the Matrix, what, what the fuck? Like, um, I don't. Okay, sure, whatever. And I, I really didn't like it. Like, I mean, the biggest hurdle immediately at the gate is, like, leading up to that game's release. Yep, it was all stuff with like, yeah, Solid Snake. Yeah, then you play the game. You played the demo, and the demo, the demo. even is like you playing as Solid Snake. Hmm. And then you get to the actual part of the game and suddenly you're playing as this little whiny kid. And a lot of people were unhappy. Yep. And a lot of people I was still are unhappy, I was, yes. Yeah, I was unhappy. I was like, why the Raiden? Who, who's this? I want to play a snake. This guy over here who's calling himself Iroquois Pliskin, you're a snake. <laughs> I know you're a snake. Let me play as you. But yeah, that's a really good one because upon reflection, that's a... That's the game is amazing. It's 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 and it's a really interesting game. It's fun. And without it we wouldn't have had Raiden, and without that we wouldn't have got Metal Gear Solid uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Which you is know a what great it game. also You know what you know what Metal Gear Solid 2 does have though? What? It does have an arm possessing Revolver Ocelot. Because cool, maybe this will come in handy in the As sequel. a plot device in the sequel. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> Good yes. thing I didn't follow that storyline <laughs> but 
But yeah, man, that's a good answer. Yeah, yeah. No, I, it just came to me. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's, that's a really good one. And it wasn't one that I've gone back and played, but upon reflection and seeing other people play it and talking about it, I'm like, actually, I really like that game. It's, it's actually a really good game. And you know what else? That game gets... Like, I was playing it late at night. Mm. Uh, the end of that game gets pretty fucking, like, yeah. disconcerting and creepy. Like, when the colonel's telling you to turn off the video game console and go outside, yep. you're like... It gets uh, real fucking um, eternal darkness on you. Yeah. And yeah. then the, oh, the, it gets Jesus. like the, the screen starts to box in upon itself, doesn't it? Like, uh, Yeah, when you die, yeah. you get the fish and mail screen. And That's you, right. It boxes in and you're like, oh, okay. Oh, it's not going away. That's weird. And you die again and another screen is created inside that screen. And it yep. just keeps getting smaller. Or, That's a good game, actually. Or when you die, at, 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 like a scripted death. And it asks you like to load the game, and you hit the load, or you hit like game over, and you like load the game again, and it's you continue the game onwards. I think, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, because yeah. we because our friend Ben had a problem with that, where he kept trying to reload because he was trying to do no deaths, no alerts, run, wasn't it? Uh probably. He's yeah. like the games usually reward you for that, so he probably went for it. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, man, that's a good answer. Metal Gear Solid 2 is a game that I think upon, especially, like, taking the entire Metal Gear continuity and sitting it in front of me, I really appreciate Metal Gear Solid 2 a lot more than I did when I first played it. Yep. Yep. Good answer, Joel. Yeah. Awesome. And good question, Ashley. Yeah, that's a good question. Thank you very much for that. I I had this feeling that we'd already answered it, but apparently we didn't. I, I don't think we have. Like, not at least not games that we've played once and either loved or didn't like. Yeah. And then come back and go, oh. I might have... I'm trying to think if there's a game that's the opposite of that. I don't think there really is. Like, if I played a game as a child and loved it... Actually, I... Recently, when it got released again on the the Wii U Virtual Console, I bought 1080 Snowboarding. And I remember playing that game a lot when I was a kid, and I really liked it. And, 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 And Wave Race 64... Those games do not hold up. So, I'm not. Is that is that? I guess it is still the same sort of question. But yeah. a lot of that, like the controls, don't hold up so often. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's it's for, for for different reasons. It's it's more so like I played not a lot of Wave Race sixty four when I was a kid, but like I really liked it. And then I went back and tried to play it, and I was like, oh, uh, yep, mm-hmm. no, this is no, no. actually. Also, too, I played, and I didn't hate it, but uh, recently, for my it was my birthday this week, um, and I went out with some friends to a to an arcade bar, and they had a Super Nintendo set up there, and I played a little bit of um, Super Mario Kart, which I fucking played to death as a child, and I fucking adore that game. Doesn't hold up. <laughs> that game is hard. See, I think I would say the same about Mario sixty four, Mario Kart sixty four. And I did play, I, Mar- I played Mario Kart sixty four as well in battle mode, and I remember I, being ace at that game. Um, nope, not anymore. No, not not anymore. Not anymore. No, 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 no. That game is very slow. Um, yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much, Ashley, for your question. All right, I think it's about ready. It's about time for us to wrap it up. We have reached the end of another podcast. My voice was dead at the start, and then it picked up in the middle, and then it 
has managed to die off to just towards the end. It held out. You got there, Joel? I did. I did it. We got there. I got to talk about Resident Evil 7, a game that I need to make sure I remember at the at the end of the year. Yes. Like, when we're like, hey, what was game of the year? I need to make sure I remember to put that in my list because it was great. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, go play Resident Evil 7. Besides, do it. Just, you know, just... No. If, even if you switch the lights on and have have a lot of friends around with you to make it a little bit more doable. No, because then, just, no, because then I'll just make myself look like a dickhead. Ah, well, I'll be laughing and having a good time. Mm. We enjoy it, Joel. <laughs> I'm glad someone <laughs> you, does. You, you were there when I was playing Soma. Like... It's fun. It's fun to be scared sometimes, mm. especially when you've got friends around to be like distract you. You're like, haha, this is a bit more bearable. No, because I sat next to you on the couch when you played PT for the first time as well. Yeah, I I intentionally did did that to you. Mm. That's my that's my bad. Mm, fuck that was fun though. Shit. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, guys. As always, we do appreciate it. If you want to reach out to us, you can like us on Facebook as Dialogue Options. You can follow us on Twitter also as at dialogue options you can send us an email if you want we have that we check it sometimes i refresh it occasionally and go oh no one no one sends emails Do you know what, anymore Karen? it's actually what? linked to my like my phone i have it set up on my phone so i do check it i just clear, yeah, i clear it all it's the spam. my alt account yeah. on my gmail app i just clear it all yes. the spam. <laughs> email maintenance i do i'm all so over is, uh, the email address is dialogue options at gmail.com Otherwise, you can follow us on Twitter as well because we have our own accounts and currently I am tweeting mostly about Resident Evil 7 and how excited I am for, you know, for honour. You can follow me at X, and as for my good friend Joel, you can follow him at Jolly Mac, where I was tweeting at Kyron insulting <laughs> the, uh, the night class in For Honour and now I immediately regret it because it's actually a lot of fun. So oh, Joel, if you want to see me make your own words, if you want to see me make a fool of myself, Follow me at Jolly Mac on Twitter. Yeah, well, you really were. I did. Just looking at that tweet now. I did. I called them scrubs, and I feel really bad about that now, and because they're not. So this is my <laughs> formal apology to the Knights of For Honor. To, to the Knights of For Honor. Yep. The, to the entire faction. Yes. I, Joel is sorry that he mocked you. I mean, I mean, I'm still a Viking at heart, but you know. Yeah, we'll see. Well, you know, you guys are in third place, so you got some work to do. Which is fucking bullshit. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Uh, we'll let our wonderful theme song, Strike Witches Get Bitches by Azure Flux, take us out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. Go play Resident Evil 7, you bunch of sissies. No. See ya. Play it. Bye. <laughs>